Welcome to Photo Taco, the only show with photography tips you can learn in the time it takes to eat a taco. Or perhaps a burrito. Photo Taco! Hey everybody, welcome into another episode of Photo Taco on the Improved Photography Network. I'm your host, Jeff Harmon. Thanks for spending a few minutes of your day with me. Today, I'm going to tackle a couple of questions about Lightroom bugs. When I say a couple of questions, what I mean is I'm going to try to answer questions about two bugs that a lot of photographers have seen in recent updates to Lightroom, kind of explain them and go into a lot of detail about one of them regarding catalog backup. Before that, though, I want to do a very brief follow-up to the previous episode called AFMA Explained, Autofocus Focus Micro Adjust, Autofocus Micro Adjust. Okay, shortly after the release of that episode, had a discussion in the Facebook group, which you can go to by joining uh, the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash photo taco. I had this discussion with my very good friend, a photographer I respect a lot, and an improved photography writer, Brian Pex. I love Brian. And he suggested that if there wasn't enough ambient light in a room, then to do the AMFA, you could add flash and keep the image quality at the highest level possible. And he's absolutely right. Using flash will improve the image quality, which is vital for both the ruler and the software calibration methods that I described in that episode. However, we had a lengthy discussion in the thread in the group because using flash with AFMA could end up causing you problems. If you recall from the episode, there's an 11 step setup process for doing AFMA. And it's to set up a very controlled environment for this kind of important tuning of the autofocus system. The type of autofocus you're tuning by AFMA is uh, used when you're using the viewfinder. It's called phase detection autofocus. It's not 100% accurate, even when like the shooting conditions are entirely perfect, it can still mess up. It's not 100% reliable. When doing FMA, then you want to make the conditions as perfect as possible to help get that autofocus to be as accurate as possible. Having a lot of continuous light rather than flash is one of those 11 things that make up that very controlled environment just to make sure we stay away from lighting conditions that could potentially make the autofocus less accurate than normal. The autofocus becomes less and less accurate as there's less and less light until it gives out and just doesn't even work anymore. Most indoor shooting situations won't be that dark to where the autofocus just gives up and doesn't work. But the lower the lighting, the more erratic that autofocus will be and flash doesn't assist the autofocus. Again, it doesn't mean it won't work using flash. You can have it work. Brian's Nikon D750, which has some of the best low light autofocus available today, he's been able to work it, make it work just great with flash. And other cameras are, are going to be okay too. It's just to, as a general recommendation, a universal solution for, for creating that controlled environment, something that will work for every type of camera that has this capability. If you can get it, good continuous lighting is better preferable over flash. That's all that was. Okay, now for the first Lightroom bug that's in version 2015.10 and the standalone version 6.10, which is the most current version as I record this episode here in early May 2017. I believe I've mentioned this bug before, either on Photo Taco or in the Improved Photography podcast, but I've had a lot of questions about it, so I thought I'd go over it again. It has to do with when you're round tripping from Lightroom to Photoshop. There's a message that pops up in this version saying that Photoshop Camera Raw plugin version 9.10 is not installed even when Photoshop is fully updated. 
It's a false alarm, which makes it a bug. And in this version of the software, you're safe to just go ahead and hit the open anyway button and move on with your edit in Photoshop. This message has existed for a really long time so that you can be warned when Lightroom and Camera Raw are not on the same version. Because when you take your photo into Photoshop, it may not match all the edits that you did in Lightroom if Camera Raw is not on the same version. In this case, they are the same. You've got Lightroom updated and you got Photoshop updated. All the latest versions are applied. You've updated everything and Lightroom, because of a bug, has, is telling you that they're not. And it really causes people a lot of concern when they see these error messages. Adobe has promised to fix it in the next release, which should be 2015.10 or 6. Or sorry, 2015.11 or 6.11. Whenever it comes out, there's no timeline. They're not saying when it's going to be here. But when it is, we should get rid of it. It has become rather annoying to have this message pop up every time I round trip to Photoshop and Lightroom. So I can understand if you're tempted to check the box that says not to warn you about this specific thing again. But I'm going to recommend that you endure the pain of this message and not check that box because it's a good message to have if Camera Raw was actually not the same version as Lightroom. It can cause problems if those two things are not on the same version. So it's a good warning to have. If the situation was actually real, it's unfortunate that there's a bug in this version of Lightroom that's telling you it's a problem even though it's not. So I recommend don't check that checkbox, but just hit open anyway and move on with your edit. The second Lightroom bug I wanted to go over, I want to spend a little more time on, but I need to thank the sponsor of this episode first, which is improve photography plus as a subscriber you get unlimited access to everything improved photography has ever created does a ton of video training lightroom presets access to many of the hosts on the improved photography podcast network along with uh, a community there that's really fun there's people sharing their photos what they're learning what they're going through asking for feedback it's a really nice way to do that and and have everyone be able to see it because it's a community we control it's not a Facebook thing. So subscribers get access to that. It's only $19.95 a month to subscribe and you can start your free trial today by heading over to improvephotographyplus.com. All right, the second bug that I wanted to go over, it happened two updates back. So previous updates, if you're on the most current version, you're not likely to see the error, but it was in Lightroom 2015.8 or 6.8 in the standalone version where some users got an alarming message telling them their catalog is more than four gigabytes and that in order to use catalog backups that big, you have to use third-party plugins like 7-Zip or Stuff It Expander. Well, and I know by experience that a lot of photographers get really worried about most error messages in Lightroom, but when there's any mention of backup in that error message, whoa, it tends to cause a lot more concern. And I didn't have time to go over the, in the podcast before now what this error message was. And I didn't want to write a really long Facebook post, as you'll see from how long it takes me to walk through this. So I told a few listeners that they don't need to be concerned about the error message. Just hit the OK button and move on for right now. Don't worry about it. Ignore it. It's a bug. Hopefully, as I record this episode here in early May, you are using Lightroom 2015.10 or 6.10, even though there's a bug in it too that I just talked about, but you're hopefully not seeing this error message anymore because Adobe fixed it and it's no longer incorrectly showing this message. But there can be a legitimate reason to get this error message and that's what I thought we should spend some time going through because even if you don't have the bug anymore, 
you may end up having this error message legitimately come up because your Lightroom catalog grew to be big. And I wanted to go over why it's a concern and why it is you probably still don't actually care if you get this message. So as often as it's been discussed on the show, Lightroom uses a lightweight database to store everything you do as you manage and edit your photos. I've compared this database to having a virtual assistant monitoring everything you're doing in Lightroom and recording it as you are using the software. Every slider move, every every uh, adjustment brush, everything you do, is it's being recorded by Lightroom. And it's storing all of those things into a, a database file on your computer that it calls a catalog. Now, many years ago, there were a lot of things that could cause problems with that database. And when you next launched Lightroom, you got this awful error message telling you that your catalog was corrupted. And those who've been using Lightroom for a long time, well, you know probably this sick feeling you got if you ever saw that message. Essentially, it meant that Lightroom could no longer open up that database file or find what it was expecting in the database file. And it would tell you that you had to start over with a fresh new catalog, losing everything you'd done previous to that. Every single edit, every change that you made, all gone. Thankfully, this catalog corruption problem, well, it doesn't happen very much anymore. It's it's pretty infrequent these days. It can still happen, though. And many years ago, Adobe put a feature in Lightroom to help with this situation. You can enable this feature by going to Edit, Catalog Settings on Windows, or Lightroom Catalog Settings on Mac. And in the backup area of the general panel, you can choose every time Lightroom exits, which is what I recommend you set it to. There's some other options like once a week, once a month but I recommend every time Lightroom exits. With that option enabled, then every time you close down Lightroom, you'll be asked if you wanna back up your catalog. I recommend you do that backup every time you exit and that you check the box to have Lightroom optimize your catalog as well. That'll keep things running as smooth as possible. All right, the error message your backup is more than four gigabytes. Well, it has to do with this entire backup process that I just told you how to set up in Lightroom. But first, I want to make sure it's really clear when we're talking about this backup, we are not talking about backing up your original photos. Backing up your photos is something entirely different, and Lightroom will not do that for you. The ep this episode's not about backing up your photos, but if you want some detailed information on how photographers should do that, go check out my ultimate backup workflow for photographers it's an article at improvephotography.com, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Instead, this backup is of the database file on your computer so that if something truly awful happens to that file, you can go to a backup and get back all the things you've done in Lightroom. Now, obviously, if you're, not, if you're backing up your catalog file regularly, then you'll lose everything you did in Lightroom since the last time it was backed up. And if it's a week apart or a month apart, you're gonna lose anything you've done between when you last backed up and when your catalog failed, when it got corrupted. So that's why I'm recommending every time you exit Lightroom, that should limit how much you're gonna lose of your edits. And it's gonna depend on how active you are in Lightroom, how many photo shoots you do in, in a month or a week, how, uh, how often you're in there. So you're gonna have to decide how often it should be. My recommendation is just every time you exit Lightroom, that should make it pretty, pretty close to not ever losing any of your edits if you can do that. All right, you should know that by default also, the backups of your catalog are going to go on the same drive, like hard drive, 
as your regular catalog file. So Lightroom puts the backup in a folder called backup right there next to your catalog file, wherever you've saved your catalog file to, whatever hard drive you put that on, and you may not even know where that is, but wherever that is, it's just gonna create a backup folder right next to that file, and it's gonna put your backups there. So that means that if the hard drive with your catalog had a failure, and that's the reason you lost your catalogs, because the hard drive died, well, that means all of your backups went right with it. <laughs> They're gone, and they won't help you there. So I recommend you consider either telling Lightroom to save the backups of the catalog to another folder, another hard drive, or make sure that you include the catalog file and the backups in your automated backup solution. I've chosen to do both things. I guess I'm a little paranoid. I set up my catalog backups to go to another drive on my computer, and I've set up the Backblaze software that I use to do my backup to the cloud to include the normal catalog file and all of the catalog backups. So I've got, I hopefully am protected. I haven't had a need to even use my backups yet. But if I, if I ever have that catalog corruption problem, then I, I, I feel confident, confident that it's all there for me. Okay, now if you follow my advice and back up every time you exit the software, or even if you choose to only do it once a week or once a month, it won't take too long before your backups could take up quite a bit of space on your hard drive. Lightroom doesn't just create a single backup of your catalog and keep like updating it or overwriting it every time you do a backup. Now, instead, it's creating a unique zip file every time you do the backup. And it, use, it does that by creating a folder inside of that backup folder, and it names it by the date and time. And then it puts a zip of your catalog file into that folder. And it's really hard to describe this in an audio podcast, so I'll do my best by giving more of a specific example. So the last time I closed Lightroom and did a backup was on my after my last client shoot, my last edit of my client shoot, last Saturday, April 29th. So I have a B drive in my Windows computer, and in that B drive, right at the root of that B drive, I have a folder that I named Lightroom Catalog Backups. All right, so that is where my catalog backups go. My main catalog files on a X drive on my computer. Yeah, I know. I have all kinds of drives in my computer, so it makes it a little harder to follow. But the normal catalog file is there on the X drive, and my backups go to the B drive, a specific folder there. And since I last backed up on April 29th, 2017, the name of that folder that it created under that Lightroom catalog backups folder was called 2017 space or dash 04-29 for the date. And then a space and the time, 1127. I did it at 1127 AM. No colon in there, just 1127. 2017-04-29 space 1127. Sounds terrible when you say it that way. Okay, so inside that folder is a zip file and it's named exactly the same as my catalog file, which is JS Harmon Photos is the name of my catalog. So it's jsharmonphotos.zip. If I were to have Lightroom do a catalog backup on the date of this episode, it would create a brand new folder next to that 2017 folder, and it would name it 2017-05-02 space 0500, like 5 a.m. as I'm recording this. All right, super hard to follow in an audio podcast, I'm sure. But the point is, 
it's good to periodically go to that folder wherever Lightroom is putting its catalog backups and delete as many of them as you feel comfortable deleting. I personally, I only keep one backup. Um, and I've heard a lot of arguments from other photographers to say, well, I want to have, I want to have a few months of backups so that if something bad happened, if I did something accidental in Lightroom, like I deleted all of the edits on a photo, or I accidentally removed a photo out of my catalog that I didn't intend to, then I want to be able to go to the backup files that I've had before and pull it out. And it may not be something I realize immediately. I might realize it days, weeks, months later. So I want to be able to go back to an old backup file, pull it up so that I could get my edits in and get it restored. And I get that. That's there, There's a lot of merit to that. And you're going to have to decide how long you need backups for you to make you feel comfortable. For me, I only need one. I, I only care that I can get back to the last time that I was editing. And that's why I'm making the backups every single time I exit Lightroom. I only need one. So periodically, I'd say it's probably once a month or so. Um, sometimes I'll, well, it's as often as I remember to, and it tends to be when I'm talking about it on a podcast, I'll go look in the backups folder and they'll be like, Oh boy, there's 30 of them out here. <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to go kill 29 of them and I delete them so that I can get back my hard drive space. All right. So all of that was a lot of setup to be able to actually talk about this four gigabyte error message. So with all that information, we're ready to talk about it. I mentioned that Lightroom zips up your catalog file so that it can be as small as possible when it's backed up. When it goes to put it in the dated folder um, of the backup, it zips it up and just to make it as small as it can be. And it's great that it's doing that so that your otherwise your hard drive would really fill up quite a bit faster because that zip file is, is like one third or so less in file size than the actual catalog is. What this error message is telling you then is that there could be a problem or actually there will be a problem should you ever need to unzip that backup file if your your catalog is bigger than four gigabytes. So let's talk about why that is. It has to do with something called the, not called, it's the zip file specification. So nothing Adobe created. This is outside of Adobe's control. This is the zip file format. People, when they created that, they decided, and it was a long time ago, it was created many years ago, they decided that the final zip file had to be less than four gigabytes in size. The final file size of the zip file, if you're zipping something up, had to be less than four gigabytes. Not only that, they also decided that any file you put into a zip file, any file you zipped up, had to also be smaller than four gigabytes. You had both limits. You could put four one gigabyte files into a zip file as long as that zip file didn't end up being more than four gigabytes in size but you couldn't even put in a single, say, five gigabyte file. If you started with a five gigabyte file and you tried to zip it, it's going to tell you you can't zip that file, it's too big. This is not an Adobe standard, like I said. It came from PKWare, and so for many years now, Lightroom has popped up this error message anytime your catalog file grew to finally be bigger than four gigabytes in size. Lightroom still creates the zip file when the catalog is bigger than that, 
But if you needed to actually unzip it, like you had this awful thing happen, your Lightroom catalog got corrupted, and you need to restore from backup, and you now need to unzip the file out of that backup file, because of the way the specification is, the default tool built into Windows and Mac OS that does unzipping that you take for granted because it just does it for you, it won't open up that file. It won't open up that zip. It will, it'll give you some error message telling you that it won't open it. So what Lightroom is doing is trying to warn you, tell you, um, by the way, the backups that I'm making, you're not going to be able to open them without a special tool. And if you look closely in the error message, it's even telling you two tools that you can use. There's 7-Zip on Windows. I think 7-Zip has something for Mac now too. And there's Stuff It Expander on Mac. So those are two programs that kind of ignore the old zip format standards and they'll open up that bigger file size. And that's all this message is trying to tell you. And it sounds super scary for someone that may not understand what's going on there, especially because you have the words backup and catalog in the error message. And we know those things are so important that people get super worried about it. But that's all it means. It's, it's all it's warning you is that zip file that the backup process produces you may not be able to open it without some special software. Now, if it doesn't make sense to you, the bottom line is just that. Lightroom 2015.8, it was incorrectly telling you that your catalog was over four gigabyte in size and you could safely ignore it. It can also pretty much safely be ignored even if your catalog file is truly bigger than four gigabytes because you only need to back up the file or you only need to, to open up that zip file after something terrible has happened and you are needing to get to that backup. So when is it that your catalog could get big enough that the backup may require this special software to open up that zip? Well, to give you a rough idea, as of this episode, my Lightroom catalog, the single Lightroom catalog that I use for all of my photos for many years now, well, it has 71,058 photos in it. It's 3.2 gigabytes on the hard drive. So I'm getting really close to that four gigabyte limit when I should see this error message for real and not just because it's a bug in a, a specific version of Lightroom. When it's backed up, I checked that too on the hard drive, it's a little under one gigabytes in size, happens to be about 800 meg. So I'm under the four gigabyte limit for now on both of them. Even if it does though, even if I get there, I'm not worried. Now doing the math, I should be able to go up to about 90,000 photos or so is, is what the indicators are based on how many were there in the file size today. I should get to about 90,000 photos before my catalog actually goes over that four gigabyte limit. And again, I'm not worried when it does because I know all the error message is telling me is that I'm gonna need special software in order to unzip that catalog backup file that it creates. That's all it's telling you. Not something to get overly worried about. I know you get worried when it has to do with backup and catalog. Those two words are in there. And so I, I get that. I get why there'd be very, very much worry and concern. But I'm telling you, just don't worry about it. You only are going to run into the, the thing that's warning you about if you actually need to recover your catalog. And then you'll know I just need special software to do that. Okay. That is it for this episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. As a quick reminder, you can suggest topics for the show through the Facebook group. Again, that's at facebook.com slash group slash phototaco through Instagram by messaging at phototaco podcast or through good old email where the address is phototacopodcast at gmail.com. No question too basic or too complicated for the show. 
if I don't know the answer to the question, I will either bring an expert guest onto the show or I'll spend a lifetime of research and I just, I'll, I'll go look into it and see if I can become as close to an expert as uh, I can in order to do it at podcast episode on it. Don't forget to check out the other podcasts on the Improved Photography Network. We have Portrait Session, Tripod, Latitude, and of course, Improved Photography, a podcast I'm also on frequently. Also take some time to head over to the mothership at improvephotography.com. We have wonderful writers like the awesome Brian Pecks that I mentioned at the top of the episode who are writing articles uh, every day. There's something new out there news gear and other photo tip articles that are I'm learning a lot from myself as I go to improvephotography.com every single day it is the best way to improve your photography Music expressed on this program by independent host guests and callers do not necessarily reflect their views of improved photography LLC or its advertisers some links mentioned on this program are affiliate links where a commission is earned Olay